A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jews, I tell you most solemnly, whoever keeps my word will never see death. The Jew says, now we know for certain that you are possessed. Abraham is dead and the prophets are dead. And yet you say, whoever keeps my word will never know the taste of death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who is dead? The prophets are dead too. Who are you claiming to be? Jesus answered, If I were to seek my own glory, that would be no glory at all. My glory is conferred by the Father, by the one of whom you say he is our God, although you do not know him. But I know him, and if I were to say I do not know him, I should be a liar, as you are liars yourselves. But I do know him, and I faithfully keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to think that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews then said, you are not 50 yet, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus replied, I tell you solemnly, before Abraham ever was, I am. At this they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and left the temple. The Gospel of the Lord. Many years ago, the spiritual director at Holy Cross College in Mosgiel told us a story, and there was um, this father, and he was reading the newspaper, and his little daughter came in and says, Daddy, there's God everywhere. His father, her father put the newspaper down and says, Yeah, that's right, God's everywhere. And she says, So if God is everywhere, is he here in this room? His father said, Yeah, that's right. So the little girl thought for a moment, and then she left the room. And she came back with a cup, and she says, Daddy, if God's everywhere, is he in this cup? Now this was getting a wee bit too much for Dad to answer, and he thought about it. Well, if God's everywhere, yeah, I suppose if God's everywhere, he's in that cup. Ah, got him at last, she said. I think at times... We want to keep God small. We want to contain God. And yet our God is a God of abundance. And we see that, I think, in so many ways. 
when you think about the creation, the unfolding of creation that's still happening as, as new galaxies are being formed, it's a, it's a, it's a picture again of abundance, of, of unfolding. But this God just didn't want, of ours, just didn't want to be uh, found through the work of creation. He starts speaking to us. And that's the journey of Abraham. The journey of Abraham, our father in faith. And we see in the covenant that God wants to make with Abraham, that he's promising here in the first reading today, we see something of this abundance. You shall no longer be called Abraham. Your name shall be Abraham, for I will make you a father of a multitude of nations. I will make you most fruitful. I will make you into nations, and your issue shall be kings. I will establish my covenant between myself and you, and your descendants after you, generation after generation, a covenant in perpetuity. It's this, this image of generation of generations of descendants being invited into this relationship with our God. It's an unfolding an unfolding of God's abundance, his abundant relationship with every human person. And so that's, that's always the case, isn't it? It's always the case when you think of, you know, how the faith has been passed down to us, you know, through the very generations. But the big covenant is the covenant we celebrate in the Eucharist. When God again revealed something amazing of himself. It's not only about becoming abundant, but in Jesus, God becomes small. He becomes one with us. And he does this so that we might become one with him. <clears throat> he wants it to be a mutual relationship. And that's what a covenant is always about. It's about mutuality. We talk of the covenant of marriage, where the husband and the wife become one. And this is the journey that our God wants with us. And so in Jesus, he gives us a new covenant at the Last Supper. This is my body that's given for you, he says. This is my blood that's poured out for you as he takes the cup. And it's this invitation, this invitation for us to become one with him. But his words at the Last Supper weren't just words. The next day he put them into action when he spread out his arms on the cross and an embrace of, of all humanity. And he invites us to embrace him in return. This is my body. It's the main language of love, isn't it? And love always demands a mutuality. But as I said, sometimes we want to keep God small. The little girl wanted to keep God small so that she could control God. Sometimes I think when we put the hand over the cup, it's because we want to keep God out of our lives. 
And that's the problem with the Pharisees in the gospel today. You know, they wanted to keep God small. They wanted to keep God in heaven. They couldn't believe that Jesus, who says before Abraham was, ever was, I am. You know, Jesus giving the divine name of God to himself. They couldn't accept that. They wanted to keep God small. So what about you? What do you believe? When we think about that name, I am, it's I am with you always throughout the generations, generation after generation. Today then, let's think of the abundance of God and our lives. How this abundance of life has worked out in our family, our whānau. And the abundance of of priests and religious and other people of faith who have helped us on the faith journey, who even in times of despair and darkness give us witness to this abundance of our God. Yes, there are many people who want to block God out of our lives. There are many events in our life where we might want to think that God can't possibly be a part of this. And yet, the name, the divine name, I am, echoes around us because God is always with us. He wants to be one with us. He wants us to be one with him.